Welcome everyone to tonight's special seasonal episode of the Uncorked Corner podcast. I'm Bianca. I'm here with my co-host Nick and we are here with cocktail artist and photographer Sarah Galtieri and we are so excited to have you on. Can you start by giving us a little background on yourself and kind of taking us through your journey in the space? Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, I actually started, uh, I was working in marketing for several, uh, several years. Um, I started as a graphic designer, moved into marketing, so about 10 years in the corporate world. Um, and then I started doing a lot of things on the side. Um, I was getting into social media marketing. So obviously there's a lot of photography and content creation that's involved with that. So I started doing that on the side um, in addition to working you know, a full-time corporate job. And, you know, as time went on, I was doing more of that and getting busier with that. I always kind of wanted to have my own business, um, but I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I was kind of doing a little bit of everything with the social media marketing and photography and graphic design. Um, eventually, I just kind of honed in on photography and I was doing, you know, branding photography, which involves, you know, people and things like that. But when COVID hit, I really had to stick to just uh, what I could do at home. So food photography, beverage photography, and uh, I lost my full-time job. So I really had to rely on the freelancing and kind of turn that into a real business. Um, and I started working with beverage brands, um, liquor brands that had reached out to me just kind of by chance finding me on Instagram. And I really enjoyed doing it. So I started learning more about mixology. I took online courses. I, you know, watched uh, videos on YouTube, read some books. Um, and then I decided to start my own cocktail blog. Uh, that was actually only in June and it really kind of took off. Um, the beverage industry, especially the liquor industry is doing really well with COVID because a lot of people are drinking more and staying home. They're not going to bars. So they're learning how to make their own cocktails. Um, so it's been growing ever since, and I've just been having a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Seeing your success has been awesome. You've really been growing and I feel like every new cocktail you put out is just so interesting. And obviously the photos are, are always insanely good. So <laughs> cocktail inspo. Um, so for holiday cocktails, I know we picked some really cool flavors, especially festive seasonal flavors, things you would normally think of. But outside of holiday cocktails, before we get into those, what are some of your primary flavors and like cocktail types that you kind of play around with? Um, you know, I'm still learning so much about mixology. So I've been actually introduced to a lot of things that I never really experimented with before, like cognac um, and just different kinds of liqueurs. There's so many small brands and distilleries out there that I'm discovering. So I'm, I'm really just trying new things all the time. Um, you know, over the summer, it was really about the rum and the tiki cocktails. Um, and now I'm, I'm really getting more into the warmer flavors with cognacs. And um, one of the, the ones we're gonna talk about today is the coffee liqueurs. Um, and things that are just really fun to enjoy, you know, when it's cold out. So before we actually dive into talking about the cocktails that you created for this podcast, uh, can you tell us what you typically think about for holiday flavors, what you would want in your holiday cocktail, like what type of different notes? Uh, and you mentioned some of those warmer drinks that you might use. So what's some of those flavors they might get out of those and how they compare to other seasons? Yeah, I mean, 
it's funny because some of them, I think my favorite is cinnamon and it actually works really well even sometimes in like a tiki drink. One of my most popular drinks on Instagram that just got so, so many views and likes um, was a tiki drink that I added like a cinnamon syrup to. And it really, it, it can complement so many different recipes, but of course it's, you know, it's kind of quintessential with, you know, the uh, Thanksgiving and um, Christmas type of cocktails or desserts. So I think I get a lot of my inspiration too from, you know, my cooking and baking experience, which I kind of had a little bit of a food blog going for a while. So, you know, those kinds of uh, flavors that you find in desserts is really where I go to. I mean, you know, even figs, can be really great in cocktails. And I think of that as something, you know, that's kind of a holiday um, appetizer or dessert flavor. Um, and I just love the making syrups at home. Um, rosemary, a lot of those herbal flavors that you see in the winter um, that just work really well in a lot of the holiday cocktails. So the three cocktails that you've made kind of mix different flavors together. I know we're going to walk through one of them, but do you want to give us a preview as to what the three different ones are? And then for everyone listening, we will have a blog that has all the recipes and links to all of Sarah's content. Yep. So I wanted to choose ones that were easy for people to make at home because a lot of people right now, they're doing their Zoom classes and maybe you want everyone to be able to make, um, you know, the same drink, you know, sorry, your Zoom parties and happy hours, um, whether it's with your, you know, uh, coworkers or your family or your friends that you're not seeing. So I came up with three that are basically based on uh, classic cocktails, but they kind of are spiced up with some holiday flavors. So the French 75, which is one of my favorite sparkling cocktails, it's usually made with champagne or Prosecco. Um, and I basically just added some cranberry juice to that to to give it a little bit of a holiday flavor. It's, it's really simple. Um, the peppermint espresso martini is my favorite one. Um, espresso martinis, coffee martinis are really fun and adding that peppermint to it reminds me of those Starbucks, Starbucks mocha lattes that I love around the holidays. Um, and the spice cranberry Moscow mule. A Moscow mule is so simple. Um, but it's also really easy to change it up because you can change the spirit, you can add different syrups or juices to it, um, and it almost always seems to work out well. So we added some spice flavors and some cranberry juice to that one. I cheated on that one. That's the one that I made for tonight, but I just used what I had and uh, all I had was a cram, was it cranberry apple ras Minute Maid juice. And I didn't have cinnamon infused vodka, so I just threw some cinnamon in there. So it's not quite as you made it, but it's worth it. Is it good though? It's all right. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to give this one the highest rating, uh, yeah. but it's all right. You got to get the right ingredient stick to make the real cocktails. <laughs> I made do with what I could find on short notice. Sometimes well, that's what you have to do. I was excited because, and I and I said this earlier, that you used the Mr. Black and the espresso martini because I just yeah. picked up my first bottle and I've never, I've, I haven't even opened it yet. I just got it because it, it sounded good. It looked interesting. And, you know, you get tired of the same liqueurs after a while. So I'm really excited to try that one. Um, and I think, you know, I, I just love espresso martinis. I think a lot of us do. And yeah. with your little like holiday twist, I think it's, it's a perfect combination. Um, so if you want, is that the recipe you, you think you'd like to share or is there another one that maybe we can make together? 
No, I'd love to share um, the espresso martini um, and I can give a few pointers on that one um, if you want me to get started. Sure. Yeah, that'd be great. So with the, the espresso martini, the peppermint espresso martini, it's so simple. Um, you just need one ounce of a coffee liqueur, one ounce of a peppermint vodka, vodka and one ounce of brewed espresso or coffee, um, a strong coffee I recommend, chilled. Uh, you can let it chill ahead of time, you know, let it sit in the fridge. Um, but the coffee liqueurs, there's so many out there right now. And like you said, Mr. Black, you tried um, or you just purchased it. I love it. It smells amazing. I mean, when you open the bottle, you know, it smells like a coffee shop. And um, if you're a coffee lover, I definitely recommend it. Um, the peppermint vodka. Um, I do have one um, that I've tried recently that's really nice. Sonoma Coast Spirits might not be available everywhere, um, but they do a peppermint vodka that's really nice. But if you don't have peppermint vodka, super easy to make. So if you have candy canes, everybody probably has candy canes right now. You can just let it dissolve into a bottle of vodka or you know, pour some vodka into a mason jar and let a couple of uh, peppermint candies or candy canes just dissolve. It usually only takes a couple of hours or you can let it sit overnight. It's going to turn like a bright pink um, and it tastes like a candy cane. So it's really nice in something like this. Um, and then for the, you know, espresso or coffee, I would recommend a strong one, whatever your favorite one is. Um, and then you just shake it up with some ice, one ounce of each. Um, unless, you know, you want a little more peppermint, you could add a little bit more of the peppermint vodka, shake it up. Um, you're going to get a little bit of foam because the coffee creates a, a foam. You don't have to dry shake it like you would with an egg white. And then you just pour it into your chilled martini glass. I recommend, you know, chilling your martini glass ahead of time, stick it in the freezer. It gets like really frosty because um, you don't want to put any ice in it. And if you want, you can add some crushed candy canes to the rim. That's always really nice too. And you mentioned that you kind of infuse that vodka flavor yourself. Do you do that with a lot of your other recipes that you're working on? I know you use a lot of different syrups and a lot of different flavors. Do you like to kind of play around and make your own or do more often kind of do the store-bought route? I, I really do like to make my own. It's a lot nicer when you can um, make them at home and you know exactly what's in them and there's not, you know, too much sugar or preservatives or anything like that. Um, fresh is always better, you know, if you can use fresh fruit juices and things like that. And a lot of people are intimidated by the idea of making your own syrups, but if you can boil a pot of water, then you can make a syrup. It's really simple most of the time. Uh, you're just adding your ingredients, like with the cinnamon syrup, you just need some cinnamon sticks, some sugar and some water. Um, you pretty much just boil it, let the sugar dissolve, stir it up. And that's, that's it. Um, you know, I made a rosemary syrup recently, pretty much the same thing. Um, I think over the summer I made a strawberry syrup and some other different fruits. And the infusions are pretty simple too, because you're really just letting, you know, whatever your ingredient is sit for maybe overnight, maybe, maybe a little bit longer, depending on what it is you're making. If it's a spicy one, you might not want to let it go too long because it's going to be really spicy. I've done that before. Um, but it's really not that difficult and it's fun to play around with different um, seasonal ingredients that way. And 
are there any popular brands of vodka or any other liquors for that matter that make flavor infusions that are available nationwide that are high quality that aren't, you know, kind of cheap bottom shelf stuff? Um, I'm sure there are. Uh, I don't know if I've really experimented too much with the flavored vodkas. Um, I just happen to have this seasonal one um, because I've been working with them. But I know there are some really great syrup companies, even though I said, just said, you know, if you can make your own syrups. But um, like Liberian Co. is one that I worked with and they have some really great syrups because, you know, there's some ingredients you're not going to be able to get, you know, year round or maybe not at all. If it's like a more exotic fruit, uh, you might not have enough to make a syrup out of it. So um, sometimes it does make sense to buy the syrups. Um, as far as being in stores, um, a lot of these small uh, companies, you know, they're smaller brands, uh, the syrup brands often. So you might have to buy them online, but I know it's easy for them to ship nationwide because it's not alcohol products. And uh, I do know for anyone up here in the Northeast, or at least up here in Maine, there's a company called Maine Craft Distilling that makes a cinnamon infused vodka. I believe they call it cannon shot. And then you won't have to raid whatever you have in your cabinets to make your cocktail. You can use the yeah. right stuff. Yeah, I haven't heard of that one, but yeah, if you can find a good one that you really like, then, you know, go for it. Do you tend to lean towards more local craft ones or more of the common widely available liqueurs and whatnot that everyone has available so that it's a little bit more relatable to people? Um, I, I do like to work with a lot of the smaller local brands when I can find them. Uh, there's so many out there. Um, and unfortunately, we can't really go visit right now, but um, I have been working with a lot of smaller ones and, you know, they just have some really great products. They, you know, the small batch stuff, they take so much care um, at their distilleries. We do have one local distillery um, on Long Island that I've been to, I was able to go to, um, even though they just opened over the summer, um, Montauk Distilling Company, and they do have some really great, um, actually, they have a cinnamon rum that's pretty good. And you play around with everything now, but before you really got into cocktails and, and becoming more of a mixologist, what were your go-to cocktails uh, on the regular before you had any idea on really like the science behind making your own? Yeah, margaritas would probably have been my go-to. Um, and, you know, not just using a mixer um, because, you know, we all know those grocery store mixers are just full of sugar and they don't leave you feeling that great. Um, so, um, I mean, and a margarita is really one of the easiest things I think to make. And it's still one of my favorites, honestly. I mean, I experiment a little bit more with it. Um, I just made a pineapple margarita uh, kit for a few friends for a Zoom party that I'm just handing out the kits. It's got everything in it that they need. I actually did a pineapple infused tequila, just adding pineapple to the tequila and letting it sit overnight for you know the kits, putting them in little bottles for everybody. Um, and yeah, margaritas I think have always been my go-to and I'm, I'm never gonna really change from that. <laughs> That's a great gift idea too, I love that. Yeah, it's fun, they're fun to make too. Is uh, tequila kind of your go-to? If you had to pick one spirit that's your go-to for the main, you know, rum, whiskey, tequila, vodka, all those, what's your favorite one to make cocktails out of? You know, it's actually rum has always been kind of my favorite, but my husband really prefers um, tequila. So to so that we can drink the same thing at the same time, I usually end up drinking tequila. 
because <laughs> his other choice would be whiskey. And I'm not as much of a whiskey person. So we meet in the middle with tequila. Um, so I, I probably drink tequila more, but I do really love rum. It's not a bad consolation. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm not complaining. <laughs> <laughs> and taking it in a different direction, you have incredible photography skills. We've talked about that. You have a lot of experience in photography and that's kind of where your background is. Yeah. But for the at home kind of, you know, someone who's just doing this for fun and they just want to take pictures of their cocktails and send them out to friends or post them on Instagram or wherever else they want to share them. What are some of your easy at home tips for the everyday iPhone or Android in Nick's case photographer? <laughs> yeah, I mean, phone cameras now are so amazing. Um, you really can take some great photos with them. And, you know, even occasionally, not so much on my cocktail blog, but, you know, other things that I do, I might, you know, for myself, I take photos with my phone and print them and do things with them. So, I mean, the the most important thing really for any photographer, it's not your gear. It's, it's not what you're shooting with so much. It's understanding light. And I would recommend to anyone who just wants to take better photos is just to just understand light better and how you can make your photos better by finding the right even light. You want like really nice even light. You can do great things with harsh shadows, but if you're just starting out, I wouldn't really recommend playing with that so much. Um, you know, you wanna be in a well-lit room with great windows. You can use some white foam boards to kind of reflect the light back so you would have, you know, your subject on with the window on one side with some nice morning sun maybe coming through and then a whiteboard on the other side. So you really just want to understand where the best light is, you know, wherever you're shooting. That's the most important thing. Do you have any tips for people in small apartments with not good lighting? <laughs> That's both of us. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you can get outside, but, um, you know, sometimes getting outside, if you can get under a tree, of course, right now it's winter and everything's dying, but sometimes shooting like under some trees, you know, under the leaves where you have a little bit of shade, but you still have that light, um, you can get some great shots there. Um, if you just don't have windows, I mean, you can get some cheap, um, you know, strobe lights or uh, some LED lights. I don't really use the LED panels, but I've heard good things about them. Um, probably good for, you know, iPhone photos. And I definitely recommend using the Lightroom app. It's free um, and you can definitely brighten up your photos really easily with that. That's a great tip. And for all of your, you're always sharing your recipes and everything looks, looks amazing. But outside of cocktails, what just like a fun question, what are kind of the cuisines that you lean towards? And are you kind of pairing those cocktails with what your normal palate is? I, yeah, I think I do. I love spicy foods. Um, I make a lot of like chilies and tacos and things like that. Um, and I do like to use, I actually, I like to make spicy margaritas. I like to um, infuse uh, different you know, spirits with uh, home, homegrown chili peppers because we actually grow them in the summer and we bring them inside in the winter time. Um, so we always have a lot of chili peppers. Uh, you have to be careful with those though, because sometimes it's too spicy, even for me. But I definitely like to incorporate that into the drinks. And I'm a big dessert person. Um, when I was doing a little bit of food blogging, I was mainly making baked goods. So again, with the cinnamon and you know chocolate liqueurs and, and things like that, the sweet stuff I like to use too sometimes. And for your holidays this year, obviously everybody's holidays are going to look 
quite a bit different than they normally would. Uh, what are your plans? Are you doing anything, anything fun? Is it going to be a Zoom happy hour? Are we doing Christmas cocktails at home? Yeah, my family is actually doing a really fun thing. Well, my, my sister, my mom, and my aunts, um, it was actually my aunt's idea that she, well, she got it from um, Joanna Gaines is to do like a favorite things party. So we all sent each other our favorite things um, and it's all in a big box. So we're all gonna open it together. So everybody sent like a little thing. So we all have one big box of everybody's favorite things to open. And then I set up a drink kit for everybody and, and uh, just dropped it off to everybody. So that's gonna be really fun. That sounds very fun. <laughs> yeah, it's something to look forward to. Yeah. Santa swaps. That's about all we do. <laughs> Maybe. Um, so for everybody listening, where do you share all of your recipes? Where can we find you on social? Um, just to keep up with everything that you have going on. Yeah, so my blog is theboozyginger.com. And you can find all my social handles there, but also... Instagram is the.boozy.ginger. Um, and I post, you know, cocktail recipes and videos uh, every week. Awesome. Seems, now. Yeah. And it seems like there's a pretty solid cocktail community on, on social. And I feel like yeah. that's a big part of like just being, being a part of it. It's just fun. So for you, how has that kind of been? And, and I know you've grown so quickly, so I'm sure it's been a lot. Uh, but what's your insight on that? I love the cocktail community on Instagram. Um, everybody there is so amazing. Nobody, um, you know, cares if you're a beginner, if you're just learning how to make your first cocktail or take a photo. Um, everybody is really supportive and, you know, we just have fun with it. Awesome. So now let's get into the cocktail demonstration. Uh, for anyone that's listening right now that wants to see this live or not live, but when it's available. Um, we will be releasing this on YouTube. So you can go to our YouTube page and take a look at this video and see how this cocktail is made. So which one are you making again? So you said the peppermint espresso martini? Yep. Awesome. So, so once you have your ice in your shaker and you know, if you don't have a shaker at home, if you have like a reusable coffee mug, those work really well too. Um, sometimes you can kind of get two pint glasses together and, and use that. When all else fails, I guess, you know, just stir it up together <laughs> really good. <laughs> but shaking uh, one of these up is what you really want because that's going to give you that foam that you want. So I use my, my measuring tool here. And if you don't have one, you know, a shot glass is usually 1.5 ounces in the US um, so that you have an idea because you want one ounce of each liqueur. So it's pretty simple. And one ounce of your chilled espresso or coffee and add each one of them to your shaker with ice. And I'm using the peppermint um, Sonoma Coast spirits that I was talking about, which doesn't have a super strong peppermint flavor. So if you want a really strong one, you can do your own infusion and that way you can really control how much of a peppermint flavor you have by how many candy canes you add. I only added three when I made it, but I thought that was pretty strong because the whole thing is just going to dissolve into your, um, into your vodka. Does the vodka break down the candy canes into it really quickly? 
Yeah, I mean, it really didn't take that long. Um, so you probably don't even have to, you know, have that one sit overnight. Um, it's actually pretty quick because it's all sugar. So then, you know, you want to give it a really good shake and really simple. And then you just pour it. What is the benefit of using, is that a strainer on the top? Yep, that's a strainer at the top. Um, just keeps the ice out. Yep. And if you have, you know, if you have a good amount of foam, you can kind of, you know, just keep dropping it in because it's going to kind of catch some of that foam. So you could use this, you could use like a, one of those fine strainers if you wanted to. Usually people use that though, if there's like an egg white in there. Um, but I find this works pretty well. And it's really easy to make. So um, it's a great one for when you wanna have everybody kind of drink the same thing on your Zoom parties. Um, it's only three ingredients, so. And it's just, yeah, a few ingredients. Now, what did you say you used for the coffee in this one? I use a Starbucks coffee. Um, I think it's the Verona one. That's just what the one that I usually use in the morning. <laughs> um, I don't have an espresso maker. So, you know, I, I just make my coffee strong. Nice. And I've seen espresso martinis kind of both ways where it'll be a darker, like the one you had. And then I'll also see them with more of like a, like a creamy, like lighter brown color. What, what is the primary difference? Is it just using a cream liqueur and is that still yeah. an espresso martini or is it different? <laughs> I mean, I, I think you could call it that, um, but yeah, it's probably not as much of a, a coffee flavor if you use the cream, but if you're somebody who likes those creamy uh, types of martinis, then you can use a cream liqueur like a Bailey's or something like that. Yeah, we made some the other day with a maple cream liqueur that was really, it was really oh. tasty, but it was almost like overpowering the creamy of it. So it had to be like yeah. balanced out really well with, with other spirits. And uh, yeah. you, you mentioned you like spicy. So we recently had on a guest Boston Harbor Distillery and they have the maple cream liqueur that we tried. And they also have something called demon seed, which is, what was it? It was scorpion pepper, ginger, Ooh. and maple. It was insanely spicy. And <laughs> they have a cocktail that they told us about that they want us to make called the cream and demon. That was the maple cream liqueur from them mixed with the demon seed. So that's what I made the other night. It was delicious. That sounds good. I like the sweet and the spicy together too. Yeah. Sometimes that, yeah, works really nice. And the maple's yeah. really nice this time of year too. Yes, yeah, I have used maple. I'm actually gonna be making a grapefruit maple uh, video that I'm gonna be shooting uh, later today um, as like kind of a holiday cocktail, yeah. How do you figure out those flavor pairings? Is it really just kind of testing them and experimenting with them? Cause that's such an interesting combination, just grapefruit and maple. I would never like personally think to combine those two things. Yeah, actually um, somebody, you know, sometimes the inspiration comes from, you know, dishes or baked goods or um, just any kind of flavor pairing that you have, I've experienced that I know work together. Um, uh, Salty Paloma is a salt company. Um, they make cocktail salts and they made um, a maple grapefruit salt. And so that kind of got that going in my mind. And I've, I've kind of used that combination a couple of times since trying that and it actually works really well. And I also noticed that you use a lot of different glassware. Um, obviously it looks, it looks great, but Outside of that, what is the difference in functionality for you? Do you choose based on the type of drink or are you really choosing more for, you know, your personal aesthetic? 
I try to choose based on the type of drink most of the time. Um, there's some pretty basic rules. Um, you know, when you have like a, a bubbly drink, you want to use a tall glass, you want to use like a highball glass, allows, you know, the bubbles to rise. Um, you know, martini glasses, obviously for martinis. Um, you know, uh, rocks glasses for, you know, things like Negronis and, and old fashions. So there are rules, but, you know, we, we do break them sometimes. <laughs> you know, I mean, sometimes you want to make a picture look really cool too. Um, I have been guilty of putting, you know, a bubbly drink into like a double rocks glass because it looked good. <laughs> but um, I generally, I do try to stick to those simple rules, at least when it comes to cocktails and glassware. When it comes to champagne, are you pouring it in a coupe glass or are you pouring it in one of those taller, skinnier glasses? I think I usually use, um, yeah, a flute type of glass. Uh, I, I prefer it in a flute, definitely, but I do love the way the coupe glasses look. They are, they are beautiful. I've heard so much controversy between like, you have to drink it in this kind of glass, you can't drink it out of this kind of glass. I'm like, is there really an answer? Is it all personal preference? Because we drink ours out of a flute. <laughs> yeah, well, I think... I, you know, I'm not a total expert on a lot of that, but I think they've used those more um, like in the 60s and, you know, in the past they used the coupe glasses. I don't know when the switch happened um, to using the flutes, but obviously, like I said, anything um, that's, you know, bubbly, you want those tall glasses. So I, I do think it's just better in a flute personally, but, you know, I'm not going to stop anyone from drinking <laughs> from whatever glassware they really want to. <laughs> Yeah, the champagne towers where they have all the champagne oh, just kind of yeah. coming down. Yeah. I mean, that looks cool. Can't deny that. <laughs> so for everybody listening, we will have the recipes on our blog with links to Sarah's social and her blog as well so that you can check out more fun recipes for the holidays and for all year round. Um, I know you do a lot of seasonal cocktails. So for everyone listening, it, it's a really a great resource for you. Um, Plus, as we mentioned, that photo inspiration for you guys as well. Uh, so is there anything else that you'd like to share before we close off the podcast? Um, if, you know, if anybody's following me, I'm going to be having some more holiday giveaways coming up. Um, you know, that's always fun towards the end of the year. I've got a lot of brands that I partner with for that. And I hope everybody stays safe and has, you know, happy holiday and happy new year. All right, you too. Thank you for taking the time to come on. We look forward to trying out some more of these cocktails and I hope everyone gets to enjoy them at home. Happy holidays, everybody. Cheers. 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 Be sure to follow us on social at Uncorked Corner and on the blog at uncorkedcorner.com for a taste of more food and beverage content. And if you enjoyed the show, don't forget to leave a comment, subscribe, rate, and review on whatever podcast platform you prefer. Thanks for listening.